Warning, this podcast will probably feature spoilers for many, many episodes of Doctor Who. Has anyone dabbed yet? I feel like 13 would dab. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, 13 or 11 would dab. Actually, no, 11 would absolutely dab. A lot. 11 would floss. <laughs> okay, okay, I've got to figure it out. 11, 11 would floss well and energetically. 13 would floss. Actually, no, 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 he wouldn't because 11 can't dance, remember? That one, ah, the, the... Right. Okay. 11, 11 flosses well, no, no, 11 flosses poorly, but energetically. 13 <laughs> flosses well, but sort of awkwardly. And 12 is a weirdly good at it, but unenthusiastic about it. No, because 12 would never do it. So, like, yes, in no, theory, no, he'd no. be good at it, but he he'd never would, actually do it. No, he would in a special occasion, you know? Like, it's one of those things where it's, like, it would be set up. Oh, no, yeah, no, he, he does it He does it to show off to, like, a group of, like, Fortnite kids so they, they lead him to where the alien is. Yes, exactly. I can totally see that happening. <laughs> he, 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 does it, he does it for River when he's really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but no, but what I what I was gonna say is eleven uh dabs completely unironically <laughs> and earnestly in like a similar manner to him saying who to man in the eleventh hour. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> we we've gone way off course. <laughs> hey hey man, we got a cold open now. <laughs> That's true. That's Look. true. Talking about all the doctors' relationships to dabbing is just very important. Yeah, this is this is the, this is the content all ten of our listeners come for. This <laughs> is it. Very true. Welcome to another episode of the Back to the TARDIS podcast, the podcast where we take a look at every single episode of the BBC 2005 revival of Doctor Who. I'm Jeff. I'm Skylar. And I'm Avery. And this week we are covering uh, two episodes, the Series 1 finale, Series 1 Episode 12, Bad Wolf, and Series 1 Episode 13, The Parting of the Ways which is the final episodes to feature our boy Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor. Um, 
and uh. an actually good season finale um and i'm going to try my best to not break out into bitching about the season 12 finale because i fucking hated that shit you can't spoil me yes there, there's your motivation jeff oh there's yeah that's true well i have th- <laughs> i have things that i can say that i can word in a way that won't be a spoiler but anyways so the cold open for this really just gives you no idea what's the clue going on and immediately you're introduced to uh bad wolf specifically that one weird thing which is if you had satellite five in the long game which satirized the news this satirizes like reality shows and game shows but the problem is whereas here's 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 like just just getting getting it out of the way my 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 uh problem with this part of the episode is that um satellite or at least in the long game um it discussed the news in like a very sort of generic sense like there was there was this thing idea that you were satirizing like news corp and rupert murdoch but it wasn't literally like bbc uh news or itv or whatever like they they made it more generic and they they had more other things whereas these is just this is literally just three like popular reality slash game shows in britain at the time down to having voice actors uh or the the hosts do the voice acting for the the robots it's just like kind of stunt casty and it it makes it not age as well i think as if they had just done sort of generic stuff because like i already only like barely have the the cultural reference point for some of this shit yeah it is a bit disconcerting and you can it definitely dates the culture um at the time it didn't bother me that much because I was kind of ignorant of all these shows because I was just like, oh, I guess they made these shows up. But nope, <laughs> of course, I've, I've, I've learned since then that they're based off of real gutter trash, not just fictional gutter trash. I think, I think uh, at the time I watched it, I was vaguely aware of Big Brother, so I caught that one. But yeah, I mean, the other ones, I mean, to be fair, the quiz show, it's just like, I don't know what specifically it's based off of, but you know. It's, it's literally based off a show called The Weakest Link. With, that makes the sense, ho- but it's like, with the host voicing the robot but see that makes sense but at the same time it's like a generic enough quiz show that i don't think that like not under I not guess. Knowing, yeah like, isn't impa- like not knowing what shows they're based off of doesn't impair any understanding in the episode because they picked like some pretty basic games like big brother you know, I had no idea what it was about but even as a kid i picked up pretty quickly like what the basic point of the show yeah. was you know. Um. Well, the the one thing I would say with the weakest link is that they do make a joke with uh the 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 host's name. Yeah, I ca- like a parody I, I, reference, which I feel like I don't know if it has, but I'm just thinking like, if it that show keeps going but it gets a different host, that's immediately going to date this episode. <laughs> I, I guess it's it's like a little weird that they that you know two hundred thousand years in the future their game shows are based off of this very specific segment of british shows within like a five-year period but whatever <laughs> look the dalek emperor the dalek emperor really loves his hsn or whatever <laughs> that garbage cnn spinoff is you know what i mean 
Oh man. It's like that one time eight gets trapped on Earth and uh turns into like a a bored like uh so uh soap opera addicted trash fire of a person. <laughs> um but yeah, to to get to get to the actual episode cuz we're still only like 5 seconds in. Um you they have like a brief flashback of uh of uh long game which actually now that I think about it, if you count the fact that there are three two-part episodes in this story plus uh recaps for Boomtown and this episode i think this like my brain was just like hey i think this is the most recaps of any season of doctor who because <laughs> because that's how my brain works um so the doctor gets just suddenly appears in this closet in this house which you he finds out is you know it's it's big brother the re the reality show but in the future um also <laughs> another another like comment on this season i feel like this season has done a lot of like uh like goofs in in like the the cold opens like the fact where the cold open directly like segues into the theme song once he figures out where he is and it's just like oh you've got to be kidding <laughs> Like that, like that's on the same level as like directly segueing into the opening credits when someone says Doctor Who and then looks at the <laughs> camera. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same type of style. And yeah. I forget how like light this show, uh, this episode starts off and then like quickly goes downhill. Yeah. And of course, the second part is even darker. Yeah. I forget how dark. Second uh, part has like. Be. One of the biggest on-screen body counts since, like, Caves of Androzani, if you talk about, like, the actual cast list. Which, which for reference, Caves of Androzani is uh, the fifth Doctor's last story, where literally everyone in the story dies except for his companion, Perry. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Literally yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's just like, wow, this is really tonally out of place with the rest of like fifth, uh, with the rest of like five story. Um, but yeah, uh, Rose wakes up and she's on the set of a game show, um, and Jack wakes up and he's in one of those like get 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 your uh, get a makeover type shows, which. I will say this is the best part, but just because it really gives oh, yeah. uh, John Barrowman ample opportunity to just 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 do everything. He, yeah, like his his plot in the like first half of this episode is just that that's that was the best part of this episode. <laughs> yeah, he's just, just, just going with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah instant know, chemistry. The they're sort of just like they're like, oh my god, what's going on? You know, where's everyone else? I gotta figure this out. And, you know, at this point, you know, you'd think the doctor would know to just like sort of go along with things now, but the, Jack's just like, you know, he's been around the block enough times. He's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna enjoy this for a bit, and then you know, once it becomes necessary, then he gets out. But up till then, you know, he's just gonna enjoy himself. The best line is when they uh, they pull out the defabricator and uh, disintegrate his clothes, and he's like, "Am I naked in front of millions of viewers?" And they're like, "Yes." And he's like, "Ladies, your viewing figures just went up." I love that <laughs> so much. 
Also, 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 also the fabricator, yeah. and then he just goes, it does exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the fun, the fun fact about uh, uh, this scene. So the scene as actually shot had his ass in frame, and that was the only complaint that BBC had about the entire series. That was the <laughs> only thing they had to edit. <laughs> we were robbed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what Torchwood's for. <laughs> is is the the uh is the makeup or the makeover one based off of yes. like an actual yes. Yes. thing, and, not just and, yes? And the robots there are voiced by the host of that show too. Okay, literally all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh... I will get a little bit more into uh, something I picked up uh, here about Linda and how she relates to a couple other themes in this season. But the doctor starts hanging out with this uh, fellow resident of the the house, uh, Linda, and is explaining, you know, like, how did I get here? You know, it's a, it's a transmat beam, and that's not supposed to get into the TARDIS, unless you're Chris Chibnall. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Breathe, Jeff. Breathe. <laughs> um, I have no idea what that's referring to, and I just sort of tuned it out. <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. Really you'll be fine. you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> um. So they were explaining about all these these uh uh off cool off camera adventures they had um before they got teleported. Um. Meanwhile, uh, up at floor 500, um, the administration are somewhat confused about these three people that just kind of showed up for no reason that, like, shouldn't be there. Um, and everyone's, like, very confused because, like, obviously, like, Rose doesn't know the answers to a lot of questions and... Uh, the doctor just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Meanwhile, Jack's obviously given these people uh, some of the best ratings they've had in years, but... <laughs> that that was also... one thing that... Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, it, it was one angle that I kind of forgot about, that, like, we spend time with these, like, administrators who are basically just fully facilitating this, like, slaughter and the fact that they yeah. even do a direct parallel with like this is just in our contracts um and he and that that's going way ahead but just the fact that they're just like oh yeah this is an office job oh these three people aren't supposed to be here weird oh okay well i guess we'll monitor that and it's just like otherwise their day is very mundane which like also goes yeah. back to the you know original episode where we see satellite five in but here it's like you can see how far that mentality can go, even when things are yeah. so much worse. I'm a little bit, like, I'm kind of on the fence about, like, sort of the, the more, the, the commentary about this episode, or the sort of the social satire about this episode, because I... I feel like it's it's missing something and that's no you don't get any perspective of what like the viewers on earth are like you only get like the office people and the people who are who are stuck in the games like you I guess you get a little bit of that with uh Roderick but I I feel like 
for the commentary to really effectively work, they needed to show a little bit more than what's there. And I'm kind of wondering if this is something that can get kind of filed under, like, interesting idea, but maybe shouldn't have been part of your season finale plot because it means that it's automatically not going to get as much priority as getting everyone where they need to be for the big reveals and what this story is actually about. Yeah. I can see that. The only time we really hear anything about, like, the viewers is when Linda is asking about them and when the doctor is expositing and it's like, oh, 50% are overweight, 50% are underweight, everyone's watching TV. And it's just like, well, I guess that's the best we're going to get right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I digress. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, at this time, uh, everyone starts to learn the big freaky part about these game shows is that at the end of this game show, someone dies, supposedly. Um... Uh, I, do, I do like just the the variety in the questions where a lot of it is just like pop culture or history, but then they also just ask her a basic math problem. Yeah, uh, like, I think that might actually be part of the, the format of the show too, but I wouldn't know because I'm not British and I don't watch game shows. <laughs> um, yeah, there is this, this great thing where like the doctor's just like, okay, yeah, eviction, whatever, and just like totally not paying attention until someone gets disintegrated and he's then he's like what the fuck yeah his 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 spidey sense just like goes from a zero to 100 real quick he's like wait a minute yeah um also you get to see uh the the controller who is kind of up above everyone else working on floor 500 and is just like this figure just kind of suspended from the ceiling with all these these cables and stuff which i think that's that's a pretty cool kind of creepy thing even though she only really shows up in this episode obviously um oh i do like uh when they start sort of doing the captain jack's fashion stuff that's fun yeah 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 and and like the the whole like this is like like big rtd camp moment where these these two like androids with like (laughs) these these fucking androids just like pull out like chainsaw arms and are like talking about like a facelift and then jack pulls a gun out of his ass and shoots him (laughs) well well, that's later i was talking about just sort of the the, uh just the fashion part of it yeah (laughs) Yeah, just because he's he's just playing along he's having fun with it i like the uh president schwarzenegger line <laughs> yeah it's like I've, I've had worse nights than this i'll 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 try on some clothes yeah um oh i also like when the uh the robot calls rose a bum basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you're unemployed like... uh no it's like do you have a job well uh <laughs> No, so then you are unemployed. Just like, damn. Okay. Um, uh, Roderick, who's um a real asshole of a person, who's also uh running 
against who t- uh, not running is um uh, playing the weakest link along with uh, Rose explains that uh the the games are run by the Bad Wolf Corporation and then the the episode just in case you forgot just plays the little montage of every single time in the entire season someone's mentioned the words Bad Wolf. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just remembered something. Okay, we'll get to this over the 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 break, but uh I have a uh, uh potentially embarrassing for me story that is kind of funny. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Can I also say that the way they win uh her and Roderick is very unrealistic because they're pretty open about the fact that they're working together and conveniently everyone just sort of goes along with it until they get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at, at at that point, it's probably like you know these are games, but you know every everybody's watching the murder, so it probably doesn't matter that much. So the doctor uh, deliberately breaks a camera to try and get evicted, and just is like, "Come on, motherfucker, kill me, do it," <laughs> which of course doesn't work because they they don't want him dead. It's uh, literally ballsy, won't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> try me, bitch. Bet, fucking bet, bet. Bet. <laughs> um, what are our thoughts on Linda? I will talk. Okay. We can say that for I don't, later. I, I here, yeah, wondering. here's the thing. I don't want to talk about Linda be, because a lot of my thoughts have to do with her, the eventual end to her story. I don't want to talk about her that much until we actually get there. If that's if that's fair, no, no, that's that's fair. I just wanted to check because she's obviously like more of a major player than you know tertiary characters have normally been. So yeah, no, no, I have I have some something to point out about her, but no, uh, <laughs> uh, the doctor makes a, a moisturized joke because uh, <laughs> Linda's like, wait, you were here a hundred years ago? You look pretty good for that. And he's like, oh, I moisturize. <laughs> It's like two like I I'm pretty sure there are other like moisturized jokes in this season too or I either that or like early tenant in a similar way to the that like are you my mummy becomes like an occasional like a running gag. Um, yeah, I remember that. Linda <laughs> Linda talks about all the other uh games that they're running here uh Call my bluff with real guns. Countdown where you've got 30 seconds to stop the bomb going out. Ground force where you get turned into compost. Wipeout, which speaks for itself. Um, and stars in their eyes where if you don't sing, you get blinded. Yeah, the the world... Oh, then they yeah. make a TV license joke. Yeah. Which is yeah. a British thing, you know. Uh, and he's like, you watch this stuff? And she goes, everyone does. How come you don't? And he's like, never paid for my license. And she's like, oh my god, you get executed for that. Which is, I mean, that that's a very British joke. Sort yes. Of oh of, yes, very, very British. Just um, like, because uh, it's like sort of a meme, the, the ads they put around, you know, if you don't pay your license fee, we're gonna find you. <laughs> um... There's some very, very good commentary where Linda points out that, yes, he shut down the news channels, but that that meant that all that was left was vapid entertainment, so they just all shifted to that. 
Yeah. Which, yeah, it, that is one of the things where it kind of points out the flaws of just kind of swanning off and leaving again without actually checking if everything's good. Yeah, that was, I thought of, I thought of Boomtown and uh, Margaret's kind of big complaint against the Doctor when that was happening. It's yeah, very, way more thematically connected than I remember being, but it's it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, in general, this season is a very, like, thematically connected, tightly paced 13 episodes, except for Unquiet Dead, so let's make that 12 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I guess that does have, like, one Bad Wolf mention, so, okay. The uh, 12, and, 12, 12 and a half. I don't know if I count that one. Uh... <laughs> 12 and a half. <laughs> That one's very much a filler. But yeah, you know, it's 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 very like thematically paced and a lot of stuff ties into each other and there's there's callbacks even though it still has an overall episodic format. Something I think the current showrunners could take a lesson in. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just like George Lucas said, it's like poetry, it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> the slithine are the key for, to this if we get the slithine we get everything oh my gosh i i don't i don't want to imagine series 13 slithine prosthetics i really don't imagine if that's what he starts doing is like okay you guys like rtd fine i'm bringing back the fucking slithine i'm bringing back the sycorax oh my god i'm bringing back that one b dude Imagine, imagine fucking Doctor Who with George Lucas as the showrunner. <laughs> Honestly, oh my god, the B dude thing just made me think about Yaz making a B movie joke. Oh, did she do that? Wait, wait was that in the newest episode? No, no, no. I'm just thinking. Like, I feel well. Actually, no, because of the age of the people writing the show. But it would be funny. Um. Also, we have the uh, the first uh, occurrence of the running joke of uh, the Doctor treating Captain Jack saying hello as flirting. Yeah, I forgot that started here, but it <laughs> it's in a time-honored tradition. In all fairness, saying hello can absolutely be flirting. <laughs> Insert that uh, into the Spider-Verse gif here. Hey. Oh, God, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there's this very tense moment where they figure out where Rose is and they're they're getting up, they're trying to get up to her, but they get to her just as she's voted off and disintegrated. Um, and there's this this great good nine moment where it just kind of cuts through them getting like apprehended and, and put in jail and, and talked to and interrogated and he just maintains the exact same expression the entire time. Oh yeah, he's he's concentrating real hard not to murder everybody who works there. Yeah. Um I will say though, it's really funny like how easy they get out of there. Like I feel like the, I definitely think there's some episodes where it's kind of disjointed and I feel like I feel like there was supposed to be something here, but because they're sticking to a 45-minute schedule, it had to been cut. Like, the whole thing where, you know, you have, like, like 45 solid seconds of him grimacing, um, 
And then they're like, you're going to be taken to the lunar penal colony to be held without trial. You cannot appeal. And then the doctor's just immediately like, let's do it. And they, they kick the guards' asses and escape. And it's like, well, okay, what was the point of that? <laughs> yeah. It feels like it feels like a moment where there should be a scene where, like, they all have, like, somewhat of a heart-to-heart. And, like, yeah, exactly. Linda inspires him to, like, yeah. go on. Because Rose may be gone, but here's this human who's, like also kind of inspiring and yeah like, and that, that jives with, with him that, so, yeah yeah and that and that would fit with other other thematic things so i i wonder i i feel like that was something that was in like a draft of the script but either got cut before they film or, or ended up being a deleted scene for for time reasons <laughs> um so they escape and, and all head up um and there's this this great scene where the doctor like has the the defabricator um and someone and, and one of the guys like don't shoot and the doctor's like like i was gonna shoot and he throws in the gun and starts interrogating him and and he's like wait a minute i have your gun and he's like yes yes you do and just keeps interrogating he's like yeah so shoot me answer my question <laughs> yeah another another big dick nine moment and he goes, and he's like, "Can I drop this?" And he's like, "Sure, but to do it quickly." Yeah. <laughs> um, another another nice little little horror bit. Uh, the person who's like hanging from the wires and is controlling the station has been up there since she was seven, and it's like the only life she's ever known. Which is like, again, really, really like fucking dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. I was like, damn, the humans are so horrible. And then I was like, okay, it's probably the Daleks who are doing that. But then I realized how, like, everybody's complacent in this system. And I'm like, damn, these humans are also kind of horrible. Horrible, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. Um, My next uh, favorite moment is how Jack is going towards the door that uh, (laughs) the person told the other woman not to go to. And it's like... That's out of bounds, and he's like, "Do I look like an out of bounds sort of guy?" <laughs> I was just like, "Jack, I miss you." Yeah, oh, just please say, come back for more than five minutes. <clears throat> I don't know if anyone said it yet, but god damn, is he hot in this episode? He's hot in every implying, episode, but implying, yes, yeah, implying he isn't normally okay. Okay, but those but what, robots knew what they were doing. He is styling. <laughs> no, okay? yeah, with like. With like the leather vest thing and the getup, like the the, the low key Han Solo vibes I get from yeah. him. Oh yeah, no that that was intentional. That's why they they change his outfit in every episode that he's in to fit the time period. Good shit. Um. Yeah, and they they very clearly just they they point out like how a base RTD moment. How they, how uh, the show just immediately condemns people who do shitty things because they're just doing their jobs, and that because you can tell that royally pisses him off because he actually like fucking like screams at someone. Yeah, yeah, that's a good moment. I also like the uh, when the solar flare thing happens. I was paying a lot of attention, and of course I have subtitles on, um, and I didn't the first time I watched these episodes, even though I was like young and couldn't understand british people for crap but they they mentioned the solar flare thing a bunch of times and that like then it comes and you're just like oh yeah you know that makes sense narratively and it's a it's a neat 
trick that they use in a 12th Doctor episode. Um, solar flares that, like, screw with things. Yeah. Um, but good shit. Uh, Jack Jack explains that uh, the disintegrator beam isn't actually a disintegrator beam. It's a transmat. Which I actually think is brilliant because when you think about it, the only difference between a disintegrator beam and a transmat is with a transmat you get put back together eventually. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's... It... It reminded me of the whole, like, debate people have in Star Trek of whether a transporter kills you and if the <laughs> thing that's, like, if whatever is beamed wherever is, like, the same you or a different you that just has your memories. Um, I'll be honest, I've never cared much about that debate to decide one way or the other, but it made me think of that. Yeah. Uh, so the, the controller openly defies the, the Daleks by... Uh telling the doctor where they are oh yeah spoiler alert there are daleks in this episode it's a russell t davies finale though what the fuck did you expect and if you watched the next time trailer last time well no literally oh my god guys literally holy shit the only the only the two things that russell t davies did for finales his finales are either dalek episodes or master episodes. I mean, the man knows what he likes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at least the first of all of those are good. <laughs> Key. Uh-huh. True. <laughs> so yeah, they, they, they take the, uh, the controller and she gets exterminated. And again, this season, they really like doing their the long, like, close-ups on the disintegrator, uh, uh, I mean, on the, the extermination effect, and really just, like, piling that one in. Yeah. Um, the, creepy, the creepy part of that effect is, like, <laughs> and maybe this isn't intentional, but the fact that, like, you still kind of, like, look like you're alive for a second before you fall over is just so intimidating yeah. and creepy to me i don't know if they intended that well, but if it's yeah, just okay, the effect yeah. it's, but, it's intimidating yeah. it's intimidating and creepy here i just it's really funny because in in classic especially in the beloved story genesis of the daleks first off instead of it just being the the person skeleton obviously because they didn't have uh as developed special effects they just like swap the entire frame for a photo negative um, but also they will like scream and yell and like run into walls and like bash themselves around until they eventually fall over for like upwards of like five seconds sometimes. And it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like they really ham it up sometimes in classic. <laughs> hey, you know, you earn that paycheck, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> also how uh so the daleks reveal themselves and make their ultimatum to the doctor and he's just like no fuck you <laughs> no he sees rose and is inspired by the power of how turned on he just got <laughs> that's true you can't tell me otherwise imagine like I, okay 
I know this wouldn't happen because of 12's character, but imagine if to fuck with someone, 12 just turned to someone and was like, you cannot believe how turned on by this I am right now. <laughs> it would work, too, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, so there is there is the, the great line here where uh, the Daleks are like, you have no weapons, no defense, no plan. And he's like, yep. And doesn't that just absolutely terrify you guys? Oh, that's um, so, it's such a good line. Interestingly enough, this is the only two-part, one of the few two-parters that I can think of that, like, like doesn't end on a strict cliffhanger. Yeah. Um... I'll also say, like, in in uh, praise of this episode, that the reveal of the Daleks has never been as good yeah. as it was here. In terms of, obviously, with, like, in Dalek, it's arguably more effective. But the fact that there's just, like, the scale of them, like, yeah. in every other subsequent episodes, and this isn't, like, a Moffat dig or anything like literally just like every no, it's, it's, time it's they're just, introduced again yeah. it's just like it's not as effective yeah. but yeah it's, see... it's just yeah it's just to their overuse you know because they they hadn't been seen for like 25 years or no not 25 years like six like 15 or whatever years um and the last time they showed up it was only one of them and then they reveal this huge fleet, and it, it makes it to the point where even in in Journey's End, which has some huge emotional relevance, because Sarah Jane sees a Dalek there and flips out, which I think is really good because she was there when they they literally when they started, because she's in Genesis of the Daleks. But yeah, no, I feel like even then it's it's somewhat undercut by the fact of oh you're just doing another one of these fucking things again. <laughs> Yeah, and just how the doctor's just going through it like cold shock. He's just like counting down the numbers, and it's like that means there's a half a million of them. And I'm just like, holy crap! <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no. So the the episode ends, of course, obviously with a mole screaming exterminate, and the doctor going to go get Rose. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I have a, I have a story to tell gamers. Um, so I have a story to tell. So I was like nine or 10, you know, peak, like dumb kid age was like huge into Doctor Who, big nerd. Um, it was like, I think it was like springtime back at my old house in, in Redlands in California, um, and I had my fucking, I was listening to fucking like the, like Doctor Who soundtrack on my fucking like red iPod Nano and I had a pencil with me. 
and I'm outside, and I think of something, and I go up <laughs> to the side of my house with the pencil and write bad wall on the side of my house. <laughs> I got so much shit for that. <laughs> And I'm just like, God, what were you thinking? But it's like really, it's really funny in hindsight. Like it's peak, like dumb kid shit. Jeff rebelling against authority at a very young age, I approve. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So back into the actual episode. Um, so, (laughs) I love how this opens with the Daleks, like, freaking out and being like, you know the doctor, like, what is he going to do? And she's like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) And they're like, oh god. Um, also they straight up, like, blow up a Dalek, which is one of those, it's weird, like, the Daleks get blown up, like, a lot more frequently than they did in classic than they do in modern, and you think it would be the other way around due to, like, how classic's budget was, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, also a line that, uh, foreshadows, uh, possibly the best scene in this entire episode is uh, a scene where, you know, Rose and the Doctor are having a, a reunion, and Jack's like, hey, don't I get a hug? And Rose is like, come here. And he's like, no, I was talking to him. <laughs> Never misses an opportunity. My man. I like um, how he describes him, uh, Jack, blowing up the Dalek, as saying, you were lucky, that was just a one-shot wonder. And then he explains drained the gun of its power supply yeah i was just like you chose how to word that yeah (laughs) you chose suboptimally yeah um then they uh come out of the tardis because there's a force field around it because of the extrapolator so boomtown actually like seriously affects stuff too like more than thematically like that's how they got the extrapolator um and then they they show they revealed the Dalek Emperor, which is surprisingly good CGI for a season that kind of blew its budget on End of the World. <laughs> like, yeah. the, green, the green screening effect ain't that great, but... Yeah, it's it helps that they close in on the actual creature more than anything. But yeah, it's, a, it's an impressive design. Uh, I gotta ask: Is the um, is the like Dalek Emperor a classic Who thing, or is that yeah, just... it doesn't look the same. But hold on, it it does show up a couple times. Interesting. Uh, Dalek Emperor appears in yeah, uh, very very old. It's only it 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 has uh. It has it obviously has more appearances in expanded universe than in main, um, but it, uh, it's appeared in like a like a first Doctor era story and then a uh, a seventh Doctor era story. Um, although, is that actually does that count? Or if I remember if I remember remembrance correct, does that count? Hold on. 
I do like how at this point. Um, yeah, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're we're just we're okay. He yes, he has showed up before. Only only once, but he has showed up before. Um, What's like the political structure of the Dalek Empire? I don't that's fucking I, know, dude. This series that's what I was have it. to be. F- also, the other what... thing is the emperor. The emperor's uh, m- like major other major screen appearance is from an episode before Davros was created. So. Uh, they yeah, kind that's... of like yeah it's it's <laughs> like the supreme dalek shows up a bit more than the emperor dalek what's the fucking difference um i think <laughs> one still is like on it like a lower rung than davros hold on also like i don't think Davros isn't like an official political leader, but as the creator, he's basically yeah, like... yeah. They just they just kind of keep him around because he made them. Like most of the time, they don't actually like Dalek. I mean, most of the time, they don't actually like Davros. Yeah, and then like the political structure gets even more like confusing because you get to a seven, not seven, a eleventh uh, Doctor episode where they go to the Dalek Parliament, and you're just like, wait, hold the fuck up, what? <laughs> Um, yeah. So it's you know, for for this the episode Daleks they have an emperor. The Daleks don't exactly strike me as the type to have parliamentary democracy and. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Like we survived the time war thing, which works here. It works significantly less, like exponentially less, every like following time that they do it, which is why I'm kind of glad that Moffat eventually like pulled the plug on that whole thing. Um, did they change it to? Like, how do you change it? Well, like the original explanation being like the time lock that nothing supposedly in the war is supposed to get out, and then you retcon it to, oh. There's ne- there was never a time lock because the moment was never actually used. So then it just turns into, oh, a bunch of Daleks just happened lock, to escape. I thought the time lock was separate from the moment, though, because Rassilon talks about escaping the time war, which he wouldn't know... Whatever. <laughs> the time yeah, war is that, nebulous. That is, that's, that that's is a the whole, correct answer. That's a whole big fish of, like, canon that doesn't even agree with itself most of the time. The time war is just whatever you want it to be in the story. Yeah. The time war is the friends um, we made along the way. Interesting, uh, thing, interesting thing here. Um, I feel like... You know, there's there's the good comment of, like, since they're partially made of humanity, that, that adds, like, self-hatred into the mix, because they're not pure Dalek. But also, like, I feel like, like, he's trying to, like, make, like, a based commentary on religion, since they, they talk about, like, blasphemy and the, the Emperor yeah, Dalek and... Si- what? What's with all the religion stuff? Like, it's really weird. Just like, do the, do the Daleks have a religion? No, they don't. That's that's the point here, is that they've they've gone mad even more mad than usual because the doctor's like that doesn't sound right that's one thing i was wondering about is that they say centuries pass and i'm just like okay how long do daleks live a very long time because they kind of don't have 
like they're they're kind of in a, a situation where they don't really die from old age unless it's you know like the point where they actually like okay y'all remember uh um uh, uh magician's apprentice which is familiar where, oh like, yeah the sewer is made up of like <laughs> yeah. dying decaying daleks yeah I remember how disturbing yeah, that the, is yeah no decaying they're not even dead they've just like devolved into slush like they are they don't really die from old age um so yeah you would go insane never mind makes perfect sense um so yeah uh they they start to set up their defenses to try and stop the daleks and the doctor sets up this wave of energy that will wipe out the Daleks by frying organic life. Um, and Jack goes off to uh, lead the defense movement, um, which moves into the the best part of the entire episode. Um, and if you don't think so, you are wrong, where Jack and the Doctor kiss on television in 2005. Epic. God, what a legend. Yeah. Best part of his return in series 12 was seeing him kiss Graham like that. Did you did you read the interview where he was like I like I knew this was my only chance to kiss Bradley Walsh, so I just really went all in for it. <laughs> uh, John oh, Berman is a national <laughs> What a man. Yeah. Um yeah, that's 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 the other thing of like why I think he he fits more with like nine than ten, which is like he and ten are like bros, but I I actually genuinely think he is attracted to nine. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but I'm I'm like wondering because it seems to me that like Jack knows how hopeless this is going to end up being pretty much right from the get-go and that like there's a certain level of him and the doctor pretending for the other humans and rose especially that they're more prepared than they are or is that just me because i know at a certain point that's there like is obvious, a little bit of that but i don't know i feel like even there is the a little bit of that here, i mean they do that i mean there is also like even before jack gains the ability to actually be immortal he's still like fairly blasé when it comes to death yeah um and this is also a sign of his his character development because he's not being a coward and he's he's standing up even in a, a hopeless situation like he he straight up points out i was much better off as a coward yeah yeah I just remember the line. I don't know exactly what it is, but he's like, you know, here, you know, these guns work good against them. And then we see them, we see well, people they, trying to fight the Daleks off with them and they're obviously not doing anything. I mean, there's, there's also a little bit of, these are like specifically like Time War era remodeled Daleks, which are hardier than like, this is kind of a, like, like when you think about it from a time traveler's perspective it's a little bit weird but when you think about it from like the history of the show these are hardier than classic daleks okay fair enough um oh also like 
is the Daleks being like made from humans something that's only in this episode, or like all the Daleks from? No, Europe? only from this. Only from this episode. Like okay. their their original race was humanoid, but they weren't humans. So it's like it's different from the Cybermen who sort of like get yeah, locked. Very, in very, world. very much so. Different, yeah, because they sort of get locked into the. God, I'm about. Nope, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. I will throw my cherry Pepsi oh, no. through my screen. Don't oh, do no. it. Does that get retconned? Oh no. No, it's just something dumb they it's do something with Cybermen in this it's episode. Something... Avery, Avery, just just watch the episode after we finish recording. Uh, I have some homework to do, but maybe. Well, it's also do your homework. like. Yeah, and it's also only like like six o'clock your time. More like it's six o'clock. <laughs> oh, got him. Actually, it's not. But go off. Um. <laughs> um. Also, can I can I just can I just get a chair and like smack Roderick over the head with it? Yeah, that's something I can do. Are we okay with that? Yeah, Jesus Christ, Ro- Roderick. That... Roderick can get airlocked. Yeah, I was like, this Roderick is the template. Is a, Ro- Roderick is a Biden supporter. <laughs> Biden, Biden or Bloomberg? Uh, well, it, at this point in time, Biden. But before before today, Bloomberg. Yeah, true. Um... Base commentary. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, the doctor uh, tricks uh, Rose into going home because he doesn't he doesn't want her to die. Which it it's weird because for all the things that I think like Clara does a Rose archetype thing better because it's deconstructed more. I feel like the fact that like doesn't he send Clara home twice in time of the doctor? And it's like how the fuck did you fall for that the second time? Yeah. Yeah, he does it twice. And yeah. I like I like the presentation of it this time because you can clearly see that um he's like when he sees on when he's checking it on the screen, he knows it's bad, but to reassure her right away, he quickly comes up with that plan of like, "Oh yeah, cross my own timeline," which doesn't even you know, though that's 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 not allowed. That's the big no-no. <laughs> yeah, we we don't we don't want to do a uh, angels take Manhattan this early. Um, <laughs> sorry, you mentioned that you mentioned the the forbidden episode. Okay, well we'll we'll put that sound on our soundboard uh, when we get a soundboard. Um, but yeah, just everything from the presentation to the emergency hologram one. Like yeah, that that scene is that scene is amazing. And Rose in yeah. general, I like a lot more than I remember. There's some good moments with her. It starts to go away real quick. (laughs) I very much enjoyed her, especially in the second episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, she gets sent home and everyone, you know, her her family's like, okay, you're you're safe. Um, Yeah. And the emperor (laughs) reveals the bombshell of the he can complete the delta wave, but he can't refine it. So everything will die. Um, and I'm really trying hard to not vent about something similar that happens in this uh, season's finale and is handled absolutely terribly. Um, oh my god, you're right. No, yeah, we're shutting up. We're shutting we're up. We're shutting up. We're shutting yes. up. Yes. 
fucking oh boy um, uh just uh going back to this episode what? i think like this i guess with the full context of what happened in the time war this episode is a lot more uh meaningful now just knowing about the war doctor like yeah knowing about the war doctor and then re-watching this like that hits a lot harder that choice like you know do i kill everyone it's like damn yeah it's like the same thing it's like poetry it rhymes george Lee. R2D is the British George Lucas. You heard it here first, folks. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I do like... This is... I mean, this kind of, like, goes... Like, back between the two places. But I love it. I, I really like the stuff on Earth. In, uh... In, like, the quote-unquote present. Um, just because it's kind of like a culmination. And probably, like, the best to me that Rose has ever done in explaining like where she is as a person right now. Yeah. Though I'm also like, you know, Rose, your life would be a lot less meaningless if we overthrew capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) True. Um, But yeah. And I, and I, and I was going to be more on Mickey's side because she's just like, there's nothing for me here now. And I was just like, damn. But the fact that he's like, you should do what the doctor wanted you to do have the life he could have the life he could never have you know the life you could have with me and i'm just like oh shut up yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. that is not, not something not, you not your about. not not your not your smoothest move there mixter um and then everything goes to hell <laughs> yeah um so yeah now we're now we're gonna get to the uh the thing where yeah this is like real dark like again like basically everyone dies like the daleks massacre basically everyone on the station except for the was on floor 500 even jack like jack fucking dies um but yeah um so yeah and there's this this there's a lot of like good characterization moments here too where you know Jack's trying to trying to recruit people, and then you know it cuts back and forth with Rose trying to to get into the TARDIS. Um, also, I do like that they acknowledge the fact that uh, Rose went to see Pete. Yeah, that that's a good moment and was handled probably as best as you can do that jackie appropriately freaks out but then yeah once she cools her head she's just like you know what yeah you're, you're right, right. <laughs> my <laughs> husband was a dumbass <laughs> um but yeah so like uh, yeah so like everyone like like everyone dies including linda which okay so now now i now i will talk about linda which is i i'm noticing something in this season so you have you have adam who is a companion that doesn't work out and i think was intended to yeah he was designed to be the companion that doesn't work out there's jack who you think is going to be um who you think wouldn't work out but in fact works out beautifully um 
and then you have Linda, who is obviously working out very well and almost in some ways you think she's going to be replace Rose or, or join in the team, but she gets killed off because he, the doctor can't save everyone. And there, there's there's kind of a, a like I feel like there's a, the, a thematic run through on all of that. Yeah. But it's also pretty shitty that she just gets <laughs> fucking like murked. Yeah, that's a that's a scene I always just justice for Linda. Can we get that hashtag going, yeah. folks? All of our ten viewers, hashtag justice for Linda with a Y. Um, and y'all thought Ianto was bad. Ooh, <laughs> I just pissed off some people with that sentence. <laughs> Ooh, but yeah, um, she's a really good actress. Uh, well, not like amazing, but she she does the job well yeah. of endearing. Yeah. And apparently, like, I I remember this because I was like, I used to be on some very old Doctor Who forums, and like one of the, and one of them was like a theory crafting, like, oh, you know, what if when you know it's called the parting of the ways, so maybe like the Doctor for whatever reason, like, and Rose, you know, they're off. Yeah. And like. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and Linda comes. In which you know it's I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing an alternate universe where Tennant and <laughs> and Linda are it a thing. might Pro- it might have been more interesting than series two Rose but no um, boom yeah no yeah no I I yeah um yeah and I feel like it, like it was within bounds because they like you already knew that like Eccleston was going to regenerate at the end of the season but like. They didn't, so, like, it could have been a, a surprise or whatever, but, but, yeah. Um. Yeah, apparently that was, like, leaked early in, like, yeah. around the Unquiet Dead. Actually, Human. no, it was, like, right after the first episode or two. Like, yeah, like, the BBC just, like, went off on oh, it, really? which was, yeah, part of the reason why there was bad blood between him and the BBC but we we will talk a little bit more about that once we we finish the episode up um but yeah so yeah everyone fucking dies um and then rose uses a tow truck which okay a little bit of a deus ex machina but it's the least offensive of rtd's deus ex machinas um and... I mean, it's, I wouldn't even call it a Deus Ex Machina. Is it that unbelievable that somebody could borrow a truck? Well, no, it's not the Deus Ex Machina. It's the fact that she's able to get into the the heart of the TARDIS. But given that the ship is sentient, I have a feeling that the ship was like, yeah, bro, I'm going to help you out just this once. <laughs> I I feel like, yeah, because the, the last time, the last thing that it took to, like, pull that open was, like, an energy like seismic thing with the rift that would have pulled the planet apart and this time it's a tow truck but it's like one of those narrative convenience things and at least like with the bad wolf stuff it's been like placed and hinted at and not been like so contrived except for maybe the gwyneth thing but yeah Yeah. um and yeah there's this very there's this very poignant line where the delta wave will you know murder everyone on earth as well as the daleks and they ask him the question, what are you, coward or killer? And the doctor can't do it, and he says, coward every day. And that's, 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 that's like, one of the few things, that's, like, one of my definite, like, pieces of evidence of, 
why I don't think Nine could have been the one who ended the time war because I think even even when we see him in Rose when he's brand new, I don't think he could have done it. Like he's he's too burned from it. And like so much of who that incarnation is is tied to that that yeah, him doing it doesn't make any sense. Um I mean I I always assumed that it was just like after that one time he could never do it again, but it but it still works within the new canon of the uh yeah. of introducing the war doctor. So yeah um and rose uh rose of course gets her her super time vortex powers and disintegrates all the daleks and bring cap brings captain jack back to life which who boy does that have some fucking effects just a few it's fine um but because she's absorbed the entirety of the time vortex and no person's supposed to have that she's dying and the doctor absorbs the energy but that that starts to kill him um and we move on to the regeneration scene and i i like how low-key this scene is like you know like a, a lot of people give people shit for like you know the very dramatic speechifying or, or drawn out parts of of like most all the regeneration episodes since then and while i'm not necessarily inclined to agree with them i think there is something to be said for the brevity of this yeah i think he's i mean i think what's really interesting about nine is that in his arc at the very end he's like he's content he's like yeah no, i've that's, lived that, my life yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 very much like I think the best part of of this regeneration scene is how tightly like you know, like there is a bit of there's, you know, what could have been like what if Christopher Eccleston stayed for another season or whatever, but I think as it is having these these perfectly paced thirteen episodes of having him learn to live again and not like him him throwing away the very obvious sort of self-hatred that's been a part of his character this entire season and admitting that he he too was fantastic is just mm, mm, that's some spicy writing it really do be i i gotta ask is this the only new who regeneration that happens like where we get the reveal at the end of the rather than like at the beginning of the next one um what? no what yeah no, no. Yeah. Every, yeah no every showed a bit yeah everyone they show up at the end i don't know what you're on dude <laughs> i think the I least anything's wrong yeah no but... matt smith shows up in tenant's last episode uh capaldi shows up after matt smith's knees regenerates jody whitaker shows. yeah no they all show up huh yeah okay. i think it's yeah, thirteen I'm, shows up for the least amount of time because it's. But yeah, yeah, they all. I, I'm just a boomer then. Never mind. <laughs> also, this Avery, is the uh, exact opposite of a boomer. Yeah, pol- polar opposite. You're yeah. the you're the anti-boomer. There's matter and anti-matter. Yeah. There's the boomer and the anti-boomer. Yeah. If if like some like I don't know who, but if there is a person who is the boomer supreme, you are the zoomer supreme. Here, here. Um, this is the first regeneration that's, that, that he's standing up in. 
I'm pretty sure, because the rest, nope. they were, like, collapsed or laying down. Uh, actually, yeah. Well, uh, I guess, well... Chronologically, the War Doctor, but, like, in terms of no, presentation... Mm, no, because the War Doctor's kneeling. Like, eight, 8 gets, like, like knocked the fuck over. Oh, oh, no, okay, the War Doctor into 9. Okay, yes, first time, first time on screen, yes, and it is... Like, there has been a fairly consistent regeneration effect, like, even even though they've they've slightly modified it, um, this season, like, this, th- it's been fairly consistent in how it looks through all of New Who, where it has, it has absolutely not been for classic. <laughs> Just, like, you glow, somehow. You, you the, the, the orangey flame stuff. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I like the uh, new effect. Isn't there, like, a whole thing about, like, his regenerations getting stronger over time? Like, because, like, you know, obviously, 11 no, to 12. That's more of a fan canon no, thing no, than the, No, the reason, the reason, the reason why uh, some were more stronger than others, like, the reason why the last few have all been strong is because um, 10 and 12 both hold theirs in for a really long amount of time because 10's dying from radiation poisoning and 12 gets, like, electrocuted, blown up, like, falls, like, 12, like, 12 gets a lot of shit and then he also holds it off once the process starts, which is where we get twice upon a time, and 11 gets the first one of a new cycle, theoretically. Um... Wait, they fucking changed that too. Oh god! Look, you know what? Never. I, I'll watch the episode. Fuck you! I'll watch the fucking episode. God. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. boy. Um. But no. No. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. And then you know, just a just a slight scene of David Tennant who looks very comical in Christopher Eccleston's big coat. <laughs> he looks like a twelve-year-old wearing his dad's coat. <laughs> yeah, I do like the amount of time it takes for him to change because in in my opinion like the the physical act for like 10 and kind of for 12 too takes too long and then yeah. 11s is like super sneeze. quick when he actually changes yes yeah, sneeze but like, regeneration <laughs> this yes the sneeze the sneeze ration um but yeah th- this is the perfect amount of time you see like some of the features change and then it's just like there he is yeah but yeah so yeah, Christopher Eccleston obviously was only in the show for one season, and a lot of there have been a lot of theories about why he left. Um, personally, I think it's a combination of there's there's like a few things. Um, one, his own mental health struggles, which we have uh, discussed in the episode for Dalek. Um, two, the fact that it was a very strenuous show to shoot, um, and they were they ended up being behind like the long game like the long game ended up being having to be double booked with empty child um for in terms of like filming blocks because they were running short on time um and also i believe there was just also some problems with the initial not like rtd but like some of the directors and the initial crew and internal politics at the bbc um but he decided to to leave after one season but i think that season is you know like i used to think a lot less of this season and i i'll I'll talk about that more once we get into like maybe like more like 
individual thoughts on the season after ratings and like rankings and stuff but like he holds like one of the more consistent seasons (laughs) that this show has had and i think that's a pretty damn good achievement for a one season wonder um so yeah uh i guess uh just gonna move into ratings if anyone wants to take it first or i can go first (coughs) take it away okay um so yeah i think this is probably one of the the better uh season finales of the show i don't think it's my absolute uh favorite i think those uh would probably be some of capaldi's like obviously the abs my absolute favorite is world nothing time and dr falls and i know i'm gonna get shit for this but one of my other favorites is heaven sent hell bent <laughs> fucking Durr. come to my house and beat me up i don't care <laughs> i bought my plane ticket keep going <laughs> please do i would welcome the company um but <laughs> Um, but it's it's still really good, and I think it's the best of RTD's season finales, because as much as I love the man, his finales have some fucking issues. Um, but yeah, um, I have, again, I, I've mentioned I have some issues with the, the, the Bad Wolf reality like concept. Like I think it deserved more time and kind of doesn't fit very well with like the other part of the story um like it's just kind of out of place and i think it would have been better if it was explored in its own episode so like for bad wolf itself i'll give it like like a like a like a a 7.5 or a 7 um but parting of the ways i will give like a 9 and overall i think i'll give the the two-parter as a whole like like an 8 very cool interesting <laughs> uh I, I'll, I'll go last i'll go last that's we i usually go last so it's kind of yeah. <laughs> okay okay i just there's no like set order or, like structure to any of this i fucked up my intro read because i was doing it from memory <laughs> Stay just go with the flow lane. man <laughs> um no uh, yeah as of course i'll go um uh yeah this i Okay, just just keeping it to these two episodes, because I, I have a lot of thoughts in my head, but um, it's a very satisfying, well-paced, like, I feel like every emotion I'm supposed to feel, I feel it at the right time, and I never feel manipulated exactly, I just feel along for the ride and up for whatever the episode throws at me, which is honestly one of the best compliments I can give two episodes of television where I'm just so invested that I'm just like, yes, keep it coming. Even though I've already, even though I already know what happens. And obviously some of the stuff is dated, um, as is basically everything, almost everything with this series. But, um, what really makes it shine through are the performances, particularly in the second half, but you know, all the emotional highs hit like where they're supposed to. And, uh, even though Christopher Eccleston was only with us as a doctor for one series, uh, he gave it his best. And honestly, I couldn't ask for anything more. I'd love to see an alternate universe where he stayed on for another or maybe like three, like the rest of the modern uh, doctors seem to have done. But uh, yeah, amazing time. I don't know exactly if I can rank them 
separate. Um, although I think I've ranked the other two parters uh, separate, but I would just say that um, together I will give the uh, final adventure of the ninth Doctor a nine. Sue me. Nice. Nines. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm coming in for the upset here. I'm, I'm, I'm a buck things right now because I really like these two episodes, like, a lot. I really like them, too. No, but I think I, for once, <laughs> liked them more. Uh, so, oh, shit. Go on. Sorry. Okay, so, like, for the first episode, I, I, I sort of agree. Um, just, like, it's a little tonally weird, uh, the shift it goes through. But at the same time, I sort of enjoy that, like, the, the campy to sort of dark tone. I feel like it's a good lead-in for a two-parter. Yeah, I, I, well, I think, I think my thing is like if it was like a three-parter or like a like a, a utopia with sound of drums kind of thing, where like it was like a mostly like self-contained episode that just happens to lead into the season finale at the end. I think it would have been a little bit better, like just so it had enough time. So like the uh, season, the season, what was it? Season ten three-parter, sort of. Like the, the first episode of that. No, like, actually, no, actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna say Haunting of Vi- uh, Villa Diodati, where like it's its own thing, but then the Cybermen shows up and it kind of directly runs into the the series finale. Which I I I you know as much shit as I'll give the finale, I stand the fuck out of that episode. Oh, that episode was very good. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I don't know. For me, it did it for me. Uh, and obviously, I love Jack in that episode. Rose was pretty good. The Doctor what a gamer. <laughs> Uh, it was all very good. Uh, I, I was feeling, honestly, like an 8.5 on that episode. Uh, and then for the second episode, I don't know. I just, I, I really liked it. I thought it was super duper cool. Uh, just generally, the way it, it wraps up so many of the themes that have sort of played out throughout the, the whole season. You know, you sort of mentioned like the, the triad with companions, the different ways that the possible companions can play out or sort of you know, what I was talking about, the way it plays very well into these ideas of the War Doctor, and it sort of wraps up Eccleston's development as a character, you know, sort of resolving those issues with, like, do I, do I you know, because, you know, first episode, he's very much sort of, you know, for the greater good, sacrifice one to save the many. Uh, but, you know, now he sort of doesn't take that approach. When he, you know, he's like, no, I'm a coward, I can't do it. Uh, and so it's sort of, you see him work through that whole stuff. Uh, and so he's just absolutely fantastic in this episode. Jack is just, you know, ugh. And Rose, too. Like, you know, I've been shitting on Rose this whole time, and just this episode, she was so good. Like, the, what she goes through and sort of the, the sort of arc she goes through on her own of, like, just realizing, no, I need to go back, you know, like, this is what we do. We stand up and fight. Uh, and, you know, her getting to come back and sort of the payoff with the Bad Wolf stuff. And, like, you know, people, you know, I could see how people could see it as Deus Ex Machina, but at the same time, it was literally set up over the entire yeah. And Yeah, no, th- like, it's 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 kind of is, but it's way less egregious than some of the later Tenant finales. And so, honestly, it felt like a reveal more of an ass pull to me. So, I I enjoyed that a lot. I think it played out well. I think, you know sort of her character getting a little bit too power hungry and then the doctor sort of stepping in to help her 
you know, get rid of it, and then that being what what kills him, you know, saving one person, uh, one person he cares about rather than you know the whole universe. I felt that also played into his character very well. So basically, what I'm saying is this was a really fucking good episode, and I I think this episode, like the the second part, was a ten out of ten episode. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I told you I was about to surprise y'all. Um, I think overall I'd give this two parter like nine and a half. No, maybe not nine and a half, but like it's a bit more than a nine, a bit less nine than point, nine and a half. Nine point yeah, two five. <laughs> Alright. Um so yeah, uh since this is the end of the season, um what I think I'm gonna do is I'm not going to do, so yeah, this is the end of the season, so obviously we're not going to rank it against any other seasons because we haven't seen any other seasons yet, but in terms of individual episodes, I think um, you could take like a top three or a, uh, a top five and uh, make make a make a ranking out of them. Um, let me just grab my episode guide real quick to get my uh, top five. Ah. Well, according to my research... Um, so yeah, I think my top five, um, number five, uh, End of the World, um, number four, Rose, oh, and, and we're gonna do stories, not individual episodes, um, uh, number four, Rose, uh, number three, uh, Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, there's going to be a bit of an upset here. Number three, Empty Child. Uh, number two, Boomtown. And number one, Dalek. Yes, I, I did, in fact, put Boomtown higher than Empty Child. <laughs> huh. Huh. Okay, wait. I need to look. I wish we had, like, written down what we... Episode. Hold on. Let, let, me, let me take a picture of my... Let me take a picture of my episode guide and then send it in. Uh, fuck. If I, like, I could totally just draw from what I had rated things, but I can't even remember what I rated things. I I uh, mean, I wasn't even going off of ratings, because technically I rated Boomtown less than than uh, uh, Empty Child, but I'm, I was thinking, I've been thinking about Boomtown more than I've thought about Empty Child, so... If this is legible, I don't know. You can use this. I'm not sure if this is legible because <laughs> it's it's kind of blurry. Okay, okay. I, I I do think we should write down our top fives at least, just so like that can be preserved, sort of. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll get a piece of paper while you're while you're doing yours. Okay, uh, Skylar, do you want to go next? Keeping with that order. Sure. So I think Jeff, our rankings are probably pretty much identical save for um i probably flip boomtown and uh the empty child uh not just to piss you off though i do enjoy pissing you off um but <laughs> yeah uh, no like i like i know that in technicality like empty child is the better episode i just find like boomtown more thought-provoking and like the parts of it that stand out stand out enough that it it brings it up a little but yeah but yeah um i don't know there there really isn't much to say on at least for me on episode rankings there's no episode i flat out 
disliked. Even even the long game, which was the most like meh for me, at least had like the interesting news commentary. So like, yeah, I can't say there hasn't been a moment on this ride so far that I haven't enjoyed. That will change <laughs> with series two. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna be honest about that. But no, but um, I will say, I will say, series two has my favorite episode of the my personal favorite episode of the entire show in it and you guys are not gonna expect which one it is really interesting it's gonna be soon too like not christmas invasion soon but pretty soon interesting Hmm. but yeah um that's all i'll say if we're just doing rankings right uh like top five rankings right yeah now. top five or top three which whatever you pre- pre- uh, prefer yeah so yeah as i said it's 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 yours flipping boomtown and the empty child so <laughs> all right uh, okay i'll go now i guess starting at number five uh i'd give that to bad wolf um number four I'd probably go with uh, Empty Child, uh, number three, Doctor Dances, number. Er, no, we're do, we're no, we're we're doing stories so that you wouldn't the you wouldn't separate those. Oh fuck! Really? Okay. Yeah, just just for convenience's <laughs> sake, because I don't see the point of like saying, yeah, like st- okay, story no, as a whole. Okay. Yeah. No, not relook at this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, starting at number five, I would give it to, uh, <laughs> I'm quite dead, no. Uh, I'd probably give number five to Rose. Uh, number four would go to Boomtown. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, number three, I would give that to the season finale, Parting of the Ways Bad Wolf. Uh, number two, I would give that to, um, I'd give that to Dalek. Uh, and number one, uh, I'd have to go with Empty Child Story. Like okay, nice. Nines. So I mean, I, I guess I ended up breaking with it too, because even though I rated uh, Dalek over Empty Child, I guess yeah. I just liked yeah that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like obje- Yeah, it's like kind of like objective versus subjective. Yeah, um, but yeah, next week we will be covering uh, David Tennant's first episode. Um, with uh actually we're gonna be doing both uh the christmas invasion and the seven minute children in need uh special that's like a little a little prequel to that that frankly i feel like should have just been a scene in the episode oh, but yeah. ridiculous that's <laughs> so, ridiculous yeah, with 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 that um and that also means i get to use my uh my shiny new david Tennant blu-rays for the first time <laughs> um uh, but yeah, so yeah, next week we'll be cover- uh, moving into season two um, and a new doctor with uh, the Christmas invasion. Um, until then, um, I forgot to do this the past like three episodes, so I'm making extra sure I do it now. Um, if you have stumbled upon the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at uh, B2TardisPod. I'm Skylar. You can find me at skyhigh9 underscore 5. Uh, I am Avery, and you can find me at my new Twitter, uh, AnarchoFluidity. 
and we will see you all next week for some Christmas in early March. Thank <laughs> you.